Super Bowl 56 is set, and I'm guessing not too many people successfully predicted at the start of the season that the Bengals and the Rams would be at SoFi Stadium in Southern California on February 13th. Let the two-week wait begin. If you missed Peyton Manning's segment on SNL's Weekend Update Saturday night, you've got another chance to see him on TV as he's scheduled to appear on The Tonight Show this evening. Good morning. It's Monday, January 31st, and this is your SBJ Morning Buzzcast. I'm David Albright filling in for Abe Madcore. The MLB lockout is about to reach the two-month mark, but the good news is the two sides are still talking. The bad news, the current topic, appears to be limited to the postseason. MLB will soon feature an expanded playoff format, and the only thing up for debate is whether that field will increase to 14 teams or 12 as the players have proposed. That's according to Sean McAdam of the Boston Sports Journal. The players, whom you might expect to be in favor of more playoff teams and additional money for their postseason shares, are actually taking a more conservative approach. The owners, meanwhile, with visions of TV money piled high, are angling for a more expanded field. Owners are proposing three division winners and four wildcard teams, Under this plan, the division winner with the best record in each league will get a first-round bye. The other six teams would square off in a best-of-three wild-card round series, with the other two division winners choosing their first-round opponents from among the three wild-card entrants. That would become a TV show in itself. Players have also offered two plans, one in which the three-division setup that MLB has had since 1994, and another in which it reverts back to two divisions in each league. Under the three-division plan, the top two division winners would get a wild-card round by. In the two-division plan, the division winners would get a wild-card round by, and the four wild-cards would square off in a traditional best-of-three series. Even if the wild-card round could be played on three straight days, Three more best-of-seven series after that with all the travel and necessary off days would almost guarantee that the World Series would drag into early November. If you want some more perspective on where the labor talks are headed, watch former MLB team executive David Sampson on a new episode of SBJ Spotlight where he says there's a deal to be made, but it won't happen anytime soon. Florida voters will not have a chance to decide whether to legalize sports betting after supporters of a proposed constitutional amendment backed by major online gambling companies FanDuel and DraftKings, acknowledge that they lack the required signatures to make it on the 2022 ballot. Florida Education Champions, a political committee sponsoring the sports betting measure, has until February 1st to submit nearly 900,000 valid signatures Place the proposal on the November ballot. As of Friday, the committee had submitted 472,927 valid signatures, well short of that 900,000 mark. Supporters blamed an outbreak late last year of the highly contagious Omicron variant of the coronavirus for missing the mark. It is unclear whether the backers of the proposal will launch another effort for the 2024 ballot. Under state law, petition signatures are only valid for one election cycle. DraftKings pumped $22.7 million into the initiative, which was launched last summer, and FanDuel contributed nearly $14.5 million. Legislation to legalize widespread sports betting in North Carolina through online providers and a handful of sports betting lounges at professional sports facilities narrowly passed the state Senate last year and appears poised to pass the House in 2022. That's according to the Charlotte Observer. Democratic Governor Roy Cooper has expressed support for sports betting in the past. North Carolina is one of nine states that currently allows sports gambling in casinos or sportsbooks 
but does not permit online betting. North Carolina's three major professional sports teams back the legislation. The legislation allows for at least 10, but no more than 12 online sports wagering operators to accept sports wagers in the state. The Lottery Commission would be in charge of issuing the licenses at a cost of $500,000 per license. The state's federally recognized tribe, the Eastern Band of Cherokee Indians, would also be granted a license, but it would not count against the total number. The licenses would be good for five years and then renewable for $100,000. The bill allows the owners of a very narrowly defined professional sports facilities to create on-site or nearby sports books. The facilities that would qualify under the criteria in the bill are PNC Arena in Raleigh, the Spectrum Center in Charlotte, Bank of America Stadium in Charlotte, Charlotte Motor Speedway in Concord, and Quail Hollow Club in Charlotte. The USDA Foundation raised more than $10 million in 2021, the first year of its three-year $20 million campaign dubbed Rally for the Future. Of the money raised last year, $6 million has already been distributed to support national junior tennis and learning centers, serving under-resourced youth with free or low-cost tennis and education. Additionally, 441000 in scholarships was distributed to 47 students last year. Women's tennis legend Chris Everett chairs the foundation's board of directors. Top corporate supporters include Jersey Mike's, Deloitte, Chase, ESPN, and Rolex. The USTA also experienced 14% growth in NJTL chapters as the total number is now 285 in 42 states plus DC and Puerto Rico. Taking a look at what's on tap for the week ahead, Earnings reports come out on Tuesday for Alphabet and Electronic Arts. On Wednesday, New York Times, Meta Platforms, Win Resorts, and Spotify report earnings. Thursday sees Activision Blizzard, Amazon, MSG Sports, News Corp, WWE, Penn National Gaming, and Skechers reporting earnings. On Friday, we get the start of the Winter Olympic Games in Beijing. And a big weekend in Las Vegas on tap. Saturday, you have the NHL All-Star Game at T-Mobile Arena and the Pro Bowl at Allegiant Stadium. We'll end on a quick programming note. The current edition of the Marshand and Iran podcast discuss how Netflix earnings call could impact Disney's plans for ESPN. Plus, they talk about the Australian Open, the USL, FL, and Marshand's Baseball Hall of Fame vote. Calls of the week rank all the final calls from the last second NFL divisional playoff round. The Who's Up, Who's Down awards also have a football feel. You can listen to the Marshan and Iran podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's your SBJ Morning Buzzcast for Monday. I hope everybody has a great day, and we'll see you back here tomorrow morning. Mm-hmm.